Hello, Burlington, and welcome to Net Zero Energy. I'm Jennifer Green, Director of Sustainability for the City of Burlington, where our goal is to reduce and eventually eliminate fossil fuel usage. Today, we have Katie Campbell-O'Rock here with us from the Building Electrification Institute, or BEI. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate our work with BEI. BEI has provided really valuable insight, data, and has helped ground truth some of what Burlington is doing, particularly in conjunction with what other cities are doing. What is it all about, Katie? What does BEI do? BEI, we are all former city staff, actually. And so we really come with the city staff perspective of trying to get climate change work done in local government um, and beyond. And so we actually have a pretty unique model in that we partner with 12 cities across the country, Burlington included, and we work on everything they may need relating to building electrification. So that could be anything from technical analyses to advising on community engagement. And really our work progresses as the work around building electrification does. Uh, so we're looking to equitably electrify all buildings. Just so listeners know, I mean, our relationship is old and unique. We don't pay for your service. <laughs> I think um, you have foundation money or grant money, and Burlington was lucky enough to tap into you through the Urban Sustainability Directors Network. And through that connection, I think your executive director, uh, Jenna Tatum, and I were able to discuss sort of the work going on in Burlington, and we were lucky enough to be selected as one of your cities. Yes, absolutely. So we're pretty unique in that sense in that we try and stay in our cities long term. And so that's why we go for external philanthropic funding for the most part to be able to stay and not be here for a particular project or scope, but actually be able to see things through. So all the way from being involved in a plan and then being able to say, okay, what's the implementation piece of that? And then, okay, what are the outcomes that we see from that work? So in being able to stay in these 12 cities, we're able to build that up and kind of see the full process of whether our approaches are working and be able to iterate along the way. We currently have 12 cities, and we hope to expand that. But because of this long-term model, we're very careful and strategic about which cities to select. And so uh, we selected ambitious cities that are committed to both climate and equity. And that's that's why Burlington was one of them. Yeah, well, thank you. We really appreciate that. So back in 2018, if I remember, you helped us do some initial analysis on the cost of, sort of heat pumps and electrical equipment, um, both in medium and larger scale buildings, that we could better understand how we might roll out a building electrification policy for larger buildings. Usually the first question that folks have about building electrification is how much is it going to cost? So we have dug into what the economics are and what's feasible. And in most scenarios, new construction is cheaper to build all electric than a mixed fuel building. So we're able to get in there and understand what's the upfront costs, what are the impacts to bills over time, so that we can be really transparent with folks about what this will take. It's not easy. There are financial solutions. There's financing. There's rebates. There's incoming federal incentives in order to make these projects work. But because it's still somewhat new to building owners, we really have to pair that cost analysis with making sure there's technical assistance available to those building owners to actually implement the solutions. So 
the economic analyses that we do with city governments underpin policies to make sure that they are feasible, that we're not asking for too much, and things that will be exorbitant costs. We want to make sure it's reasonable and that there are options for owners, so there's flexibility built into policies. And then we also are able to use that cost data to talk to folks really ground in, in what this will take to, to transition to clean electricity. So you helped us consider how new construction, the cost of new construction and full-on electrification would cost, and help to confirm indeed that it can be less expensive to electrify from the get-go. And then you helped us look, look at existing buildings, sort of were they to be electric given their current load, what that would look like. Yes, we looked at three typical building types within Burlington to better understand what the economics would look like. And that ended up underpinning your renewable heating ordinance. And ultimately, that analysis was also helpful for your upcoming carbon pollution impact fee approach as well. Can you tell us sort of where other cities that you're working with sort of stand? Yes, so there's two pieces of this. One is how the policy is structured. So in other cities, they're using a what's often called a building performance standard, which is requiring existing buildings to ratchet down their emissions over time to hit certain targets. If they don't hit those targets, that's when they get a fee of a dollar per ton um, to be able to then use that money to go into low-income electrification, really the city's efforts around electrification. Burlington's impact fee is a little bit different in that it's at time of permit. And when a building owner is going to replace equipment, they're able to um, compare what it would be to replace like for like, potentially putting in new gas equipment, which we do not want. They last over 30 years sometimes, and we do not have the time to have those continue to emit in buildings. Um, so they're able to compare that mixed fuel cost to all electric options. If they're not able to do the all electric options at that point, then they're able to apply the fee. So that's a little bit of a nuance of how the fee is being introduced in different jurisdictions. We think more flexibility and nuance for local conditions makes sense. So we love that this is the approach in Burlington. That's what Burlington building owners are hoping to apply. The cost per ton is also varied across cities. Burlington used a social cost of carbon, which ended up at $150 per ton. You know, you referenced equity. Can you talk about equity in, in relation to a building electrification ordinance or a carbon impact fee ordinance? Absolutely. This is where BEI tries to live, is at the intersection of building electrification and quality of life, housing affordability, workforce development, jobs, air quality, resilience. Buildings touch a lot of pieces of our lives, and we need to understand how certain policies that affect how they're built or how they're renovated and how tenants are able to live within them is so important to making sure that there's equitable outcomes for community. So for us, equity really means working with historically marginalized communities. They are the voices that have been historically excluded from policymaking. They're facing the highest burdens for climate change impacts. And they need dedicated, deep community engagement in a way that cities really haven't been able to do in the past and have not done in the past. So there's a mutual learning to be had between these CBOs and city governments. 
one of the unique things about Burlington from an equity perspective is if we collect fees, if they're indeed property owners that opt not to comply and instead to put in fossil fuel systems, they will pay that fee. And when we were crafting the ordinance together with BEI, we decided that perhaps one of the best things we can do with that fee is to help folks that may be less able to electrify to do so. Yes. Buildings that house low and moderate income folks, they really need technical assistance and they need incentives. There are some great federal and state incentives, of course, but they're still not covering the full cost of electrification. So any local incentives are extremely helpful to be able to stack those together and make sure that we are paying for as much as possible in those buildings so they're not passing on the costs to low and moderate income folks. When we talk about investing in buildings in Burlington where low income folks live, it's usually through some of the subsidized housing providers like Champlain Housing Trust, for example, or Burlington Housing Authority. So the extent that we can help them help their tenants Absolutely. You'd be surprised how much building electrification folks that are really deep in the technical pieces, what equipment, how they work, don't end up in interfacing a lot with housing experts. And so making sure that there are those bridges with the housing authorities um, to make sure that we understand how to deliver affordability wrapped into these building retrofits, or at the very least, making sure we don't exacerbate the affordability crisis as we do this work and potentially even help the tenants um, lower costs. As a nonprofit working on building electrification in cities around the country, 12 cities, what does BEI's future look like in terms of where you're going to spend your time and effort? We actually just completed our strategic plan as a nonprofit and are now moving into what an implementation plan can look like. So we are tackling that exact question of where our role is in changing this entire ecosystem. And because we're doing it equitably, we're also really trying to transform existing inequities, existing inequitable systems that exist in our government in being able to access anything from healthcare to housing. So because we're doing this systems-wide transformation, it's really strategic work that we want to be thinking about. So I really encourage you to take a look at BEI's strategic plan and see how we think we fit in, how cities fit into the solution, and then how we can scale up those solutions to the state, to federal programs. And we're in those conversations already, really trying to make this move to being intersectional, living in the intersections between building electrification and all these other concerns so that historically marginalized communities can can benefit alongside everyone else. Well, that's great, Katie. Thank you so much. And again, just on behalf of Burlington and BED, we feel so grateful that we've had this partnership with BEI and really honored that we have been selected as one of your cities, and we really like and appreciate that. We're so grateful to be here. It's so fun to work in Burlington. I think it's it's an amazing community. There's a lot of support for these climate policies and programs, and yeah, we're excited to stay and keep helping. Thanks, Katie. Thank you again for listening to Net Zero Energy. If you have any questions about this podcast or what BED offers regarding incentives, rebates, or technological support, look for us at burlingtonelectric.com or call us at 802-865-7300. You can also follow us on Facebook. We're always here to help and look forward to engaging with you on our mutual path to net zero energy.